Hello and welcome to Thursday, October 9th, 2014, and you're listening to the Talking Games Podcast. My name is Steve Say, and this evening, this pre-NYCC 2014 evening, I am with Mr. Justin Townsend. Hello. This is Jackie Turner. Hello. Mr. Rob Newmeyer. Good evening. And joining us for the first time ever... You heard his voice last night on the Talking Comics podcast, and now he's on the Talking Games podcast all the way from Wales, Mr. Hugh Parry. Bruce, stop podcasting, you little bastards. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man. Gotham. Hey. Please, everyone, go watch Gotham with, oh, with Gotham. a friend that you could just do voices and, and make fun of the silly plots. Yeah. Get yourself a bag of vegetables to throw, and I'm just... I, no, I'm, I'm not kidding. But anyway, welcome to the Talking Games Podcast. Uh, I am back. I have returned. You're probably so happy. I know how Justin's was, how happy. Was, how, was, how was the trip? We're, it's good. Um, the trip is actually going to be part of my uh, topic for the evening. Okay. Because it, 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 it was the majority of my time spent. But long and short of it is my trip was excellent. Every time that I go out there is better than the last time. And uh, yeah, no, I really enjoy myself uh, when we're out there. I ended up working at the comic shop that I go to every time I'm out there because they had like three call-ins. So the guy was like, uh, I have nobody. Dude, if someone called in, especially three people, on the busiest day of the week, on like all at the same time, that's that's crazy. It I don't, is, right? I don't get how how that could happen. Well, someone, one of the girls had had a rough night, quote uh-huh. unquote. Um, another guy broke his finger and the other guy was a no call, no show. Mm. So cool to the rescue. I was good. Well, and that's was good, good for you. That's fun. It's fun. And it's kind of, it's like serene just sitting there and counting and giving people their stuff. Yeah. So it was a good time. Good. So this week on the podcast, uh, we thought that we would, uh, tell you what we've been playing. And in addition to that, we're actually going to talk about some of our single greatest video game moments of all time. So crucial stuff happening on the Talking Games podcast. Hugh, you showed up for uh, for a good one. Oh yeah. So oh, let me. Yeah. You know what? Let's 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 throw you under the hot lamp for a moment. Okay. How are you now? You're how many days are you into your New York trip? Um, I got here on Saturday, so as many days as that's been. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing maths on the hot. <laughs> All right. What have you done so far since you've been in the United States, New York? Uh, uh, chilled out with some good folk. Me and Rob had a ball in the city the other day. We saw the museum, walked around Central Park. Which museum? There's many. Oh, the Museum of Natural History. Did you Sorry. see the gigantic um, blue whale? No. On the ceiling? No. We we passed that room. It was uh, it was in between the black and white rhino rhinos. Oh, okay. the segregated rhinos. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. Um. What was your favorite thing at the the Museum of Natural History? Oh, the T Rex. I know it's stereotypical. That is but no, you win because that's, that's the correct answer. That's iconic. That is the correct answer. It, it wasn't moving around, but I was, you know, I was happy. with There that. was no night at the museum happening. No, no I didn't there, see Robin Williams either. Yeah, he was running around. Actually, I I kind of moved him out of the way so I can get get through the dino section. <laughs> leave Leave me alone. <laughs> get oh out of the way, you dinosaur bastard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically, me and Rob just. Sung our way around Manhattan whilst doing the odd Cockney Alfred the Butler 
child beating accent. I heard that you were singing songs in Central Park. Yeah, we were. Oh my god, it was it was great. We um well first off with the new iPhone update, <laughs> yeah. uh, it kind of lets you do that weird time lapse thing. I'm not familiar. What's this? Uh, you if you go into the camera and instead of like picking photo video. If you go all the way over, it says time-lapse. Okay. So you could make your own time-lapse videos. So for a half an hour, we walked from one end of Central Park to oh, the I other. Oh, I did see the, the Central Park in 30 seconds. Correct, yeah. Okay. That, that was an actual 30-minute walk. So it turned 30 minutes into 30 seconds. We literally held the camera out in front of us and just walked like people were staring at us and... <laughs> Oh, yeah, because there's hilarious. nothing else weird happening in the middle of Central Park. <laughs> no, there's random people sleeping on rocks, and this one, oh my god, this one girl had one of those selfie sticks. <laughs> oh, really? That you put your phone on the end of, and you hold it up in the air to take girl your own picture. with the selfie stick. Exactly, yeah. So we saw her at the Museum of Natural History, and about three hours later, we're randomly walking through the park, and uh-huh. she's like on a bridge taking more pictures and well we could not stop laughing did she look like she was dressed up in any way or was she just no she was with two of her friends just taking selfies interesting yeah all right a um a circle that i will probably never party with or travel in thank god (laughs) so huzzah yeah (laughs) how are you doing justin selfies are the bane of human existence oh come on now they're not that bad they're especially bad I'm pretty sure your new uh, Twitter photo is a selfie. True. Because uh-huh. I needed a Twitter photo. Uh-huh. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I do agree that selfies can be obnoxious. However, there are people that don't have other people to take photos of them while they're in their life having a good time. True. But if I have to look on my Instagram feed and see four selfies of you a day... And why are you taking a picture of yourself? If you're doing something interesting, why are you not taking a picture of the interesting thing? Because why are you taking a picture of yourself? Because your face against the backdrop of the interesting thing is obviously far more interesting than the it's thing. It's fairly narcissistic, I feel. Come on. Like I said, <laughs> there are different shades of selfies. Are there the shades where you send them while you're not wearing a shirt to a, <laughs> a group of people? Did I do that to you? <laughs> I, oh, oh, I think all, we have the, the all, photographic evidence of we this. We definitely have photographic evidence of what Steve will do for an Xbox One. Mm-hmm. What are you talking you about? You don't remember this? No. Not really. Oh, no. I'm so tweaking Kind of like squeezing out. your chest. <laughs> are you what? Oh, yeah. <laughs> ah. yeah. You can tweet that. I'm tweeting shit. that out, yeah. Go <laughs> but, ahead. Everyone but, needs to see oh, this. We're, we're exciting your dog. <laughs> so, But anyway, ever since the word was introduced into... Oh, doggy, come here. <laughs> Don't Coda. worry about the dog, guys. Yeah. Ever since they put that word in the Webster Dictionary, mm-hmm. that like that was my official hatred of it, where they actually have to explain what it is in a dictionary. And then DC Comics had their damn selfie month of variant covers, which were all terrible looking. You know, it's it's just it's out of hand. Okay. Okay. Video games. Yes, sir. <laughs> what are they? Why don't we, uh, let's see. Let's go to uh, some games that we played this week. Um, Rob, what have you got? Well, this week was kind of a crazy, crazy week. Uh, like, obviously, he was coming in, so I had just tons of setting up to do, laundry, food shopping. So it was kind of a mobile 
week for me. Oh, okay. Uh, Console-wise, I screwed around a little more with Shadow and Mordor. Um, I'm still loving it. I really have no no qualms with the game. Have you finished it yet? No, 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 no. I I still have quite a bit to pump into it, but usually I have an hour or two to play a day, and I've now gone four days with only playing maybe a half hour of games. And how are you surviving? This I don't time? honestly. I haven't <laughs> hit. I think today I hit like the withdrawal point. And it's funny because I went to go play Destiny. I set my alarm to wake up early the other day um, because I don't want to be rude and go and sit and play video games when I have a guest, you know, at at the house. So I set my alarm to wake up like an hour and a half early just so I could go run a couple of quests. And I logged on, turned my PlayStation on, and my internet connection needed to be reset. And, of course, the internet connection happened to be in the room that that he was sleeping in so i didn't want to wake up wake him up just so like i could be selfish and say hey i'm just resetting the internet hugh i told him he should have just kicked down the damn door and went and reset it <laughs> i don't know i just i felt i felt odd i don't know so i just sent him like a, a blanket text being like you know hey just just when you wake up if you don't mind hitting the switch by the door uh, <laughs> so See, this i was saying this earlier but this is an interesting little commentary on modern day gaming is that Rob and Hugh play Destiny together all the time, right? They're always chatting to each other, always playing this game together. Now, because they're geographically in the same place, they cannot play Destiny together. <laughs> Isn't that weird? They're actually hanging out in real life, but they can't play that game together. Yeah. No, it's 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 funny. I mean, it really is funny. Um, it's a paradox. <laughs> we have some FIFA that we'll be playing later, though. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah, because we, we've played FIFA against each other. Oh, we're going to get some multiplayer madness going on? Uh well this or or we could multiplayer we could play theater. here later sure uh we should actually we should stream it Rob I'm uh, pretty sure me and you did good last time I'll take you all on <laughs> I don't want any of that oh come <laughs> on come on come on yeah, yeah so maybe we will maybe we'll stream a little uh yes. a little FIFA matches little FIFA. later on tonight mm-hmm. hmm. uh other than that though it was it was just some nondescript waiting at the airport playing some uh Mario on the DS old school which one New Super Mario the first one. Is that the one with all the mini games that we talked about not too long ago? Correct. Okay. Yeah, because of that chat, I wanted to go do that stupid trampoline mini game. Okay. Pisses me off. Nice. <laughs> but yeah, I had to, uh, I had to take part and and relive the horror of the mini games. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So, I don't know. I, I I'll have more time this week. I, well, whoa, with New York Comic Con now. <laughs> but actually, you know what? New York Comic Con. There's be a, a lot, lot of, of waiting well, around, I mean, right? No, there's going to be a lot of demos and stuff. Yeah, so we'll be able 3DS. to play some new stuff. Well, that actually, I want to I want to ask a question um, uh, to Justin and, and to you, Rob, and, and also to Hugh. Um, like, What kind of... I, there's a video game presence at New York City Comic Con, but has there been any word about who's going to be there and what or can we just expect the, the regular stuff, Sony and like Wii demos and, and maybe like featured games. Like they had dark stalkers there one year. Um, all-star like the PlayStation all-star ball game was there and, uh, things like that. But, um, I guess it would be like the garden variety stuff that they've had at uh, like fan expo and SDCC and stuff like that. Well, I remember one year they had the, uh, Arkham city there. So I wonder if they'll have anything of Arkham Knight. Um, mm-hmm. I'm this year I'm going in blind. Usually I will look around and see what's going to be there, but I yeah. like going in and being like, oh, 
awesome, this is here, or oh my god, there is nothing mm-hmm. here, which was what happened last year. I have not looked at the schedule once. Nope, I haven't either. I've had um, a brief look. Um, I think the Evolve will be there. Oh, I'm sure that'll be there. Um, yeah. And <laughs> apparently they go around with this 30-foot statue of one of the monsters from yep. the game. It so was at oh, word. Yeah, okay. Apparently that will be there. So, but All right, so Arkham I'm going to have to Knight photograph there, that thing. I It'll get towards the end of the out. night and Justin will be trying to steal it so we can bring it home with them on the train. We I already tried. That. I can't return to Boston <laughs> for a, a, like at least two more years. <laughs> It's going to be, I, th- I think there's going to be a surprising number of, of booths set up this year. Because mm. um, a couple of years ago, they had that Tomb Raider exhibit, You Shot the Bow and Arrow. Yeah, yeah that Remember? was good. That was actually the dude that trained uh, Jennifer Lawrence for Hunger Games? Hunger Games. That was the guy that was showing you how to shoot the bow and arrow. That was actually pretty cool. Uh-huh. Uh, and then... Uh, but yeah, this year it's it's going to be all the releases that are coming within the next month or so. Nintendo always has the same spot, like oh right God. up the first escalator. Uh, so I'm sure they'll have like Smash Brothers set up. And I stuff would like that. love. I know. I know. I know for a fact it's not going to be there, but it's too soon. But I would love like a taste of Splatoon to sit mm. and play with another person and just just to check it out. Like one level, you don't have to just let me play for like five minutes. That would be interesting. I would play the hell out of it. Smash Brothers will probably be there if I had to guess. Yeah, I, I would definitely say Smash Brothers. Now that it's got that like, November 21st release date. No. Oh, they so they announced that officially yes, then? Yes, officially. Okay. It took five minutes for Bobby to tweet me. I saw. Like, yeah, <laughs> we're playing that on your Christmas dinner. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, yeah. He's ready. All right. Um, I heard something. I saw something on uh, Kotaku about... Uh, People that are playing the 3DS version are, are kind of up in arms about the little Mac character, saying that he's unbelievably spammy, and that like just there's there's such a uh, an abundance and such a flood of that character that getting matched up online unless you're playing locally with friends, you like nine times out of ten you end up playing little Mac. You know what though? That happens with every fighting game right in the beginning. Look at what Injustice with Aquaman. Oh yeah, that was all you would face online was Aquaman after Aquaman. Um, it'll always be like that until someone inevitably inevitably finds a move set or something that that'll just wipe wipe him away. Plus, he's also mm-hmm. like a brand new character to the series, mm-hmm. and so the newness there has got to be yeah. You know, his trailer when they were releasing those character trailers, his was the one that excited me the most. Yeah, he just looks he looks like a badass. Like I would almost get the game just to play as him. It, it, he looks like a lot of fun. So, um, yeah, so I uh, have returned from uh, being away in Canada visiting uh, my girlfriend, and uh, I'll get to the main event of that later. But while I was there, I brought my 3DS with the uh, wanting to leave it on in the airports to like catch like street passes and, and meet other people and stuff like that. Forgot to even turn the damn thing on both times that I was in the the airport. So, you know, hooray. Um, But I also brought my DS just for the hell of it. And um, I have my R4 card in there and just a bunch of games and came across Cooking Mama for for whatever reason I was going through the list. And there's there's about like 16 different games on there that I haven't played in, in a dog's age. And I hit on Cooking Mama and I was like, you know what? I feel like making an omelet. I'm gonna I'm gonna go and turn on Cooking Mama. I'm gonna make an omelet. And I got like, like there's several different steps. If you've never played Cooking Mama, Jackie, you've never, you don't even know what I'm talking about. I've heard of the name. Okay. Cooking Mama is a 
cooking simulator. Okay, you have this this little um, kind of like chibi character um, who's the cooking mama, and she instructs you on how to cook different dishes. And as you make them well and progress through the dishes, you get the I would I don't know if I could even call it an ability to make other dishes, but they add garnishes and different meats and and stuff like that. So anyway, I was like, I'm gonna make an omelet, and I got about. Let's say if there was seven steps to making the omelet, I got to like the fifth one and I failed it. And like her eyes like lit on fire. They're burning inside of her skull. And she's like, I'll fix it. But you really, you screwed this up. And I was heartbroken that my digital non-edible omelet had burnt and gone how, to waste. How does it work? Is it like a rhythm game? Like It is. It's a game where like you get different instructions. Like You could probably follow the instructions of Cooking Mama and make these things if you were so inclined. Um, so let's say if I'm making like a Western omelet, right? I would be given the ingredients and it would be, you know, peppers and, um, well, they don't have cheeses in the game. But anyway, beating the eggs and stuff like that. So you get the eggs and you actually have to physically crack them. So they'll show you a hand with a, you know, an egg and a bowl. And you actually have to move the stylus with the hand against the side of the bowl to crack it open. So you pound it against it three times to hear the crack. And then you hold it over the bowl, drops into the bowl. So you get three eggs and then the next step comes and you have to now mix them up. So you have to take the stylus and you actually have to like, you know, swirl around the eggs one direction and then the other direction, and then the other direction, so you don't whip them, and now you have your eggs. And you're looking at me like I'm crazy. <laughs> um, they give oh, you I'm onions. Hungry. You chop, yeah. Sounds you chop like the, the best onions. Game ever. Like they want you to dice the onions. So the onions are already sliced by like bringing your stylus from like north to south, down, up, down on the on the pad, and then you have to chop them. So you go over the blade and you just like, you know, tack hammer the shit out of your screen, and you're now dicing the onions. Now comes the part where you have to actually cook the damn thing. So you turn on the stove and there's different heating um, like variances and stuff like that. So you have to like heat the pan. You got to throw the eggs in. You got to choose like just so many of the different things that you've chopped up, your onions, your peppers and your whatnot. And you have to like tap the thing to flip the uh, like to flip it over. And then you actually have to roll it by dragging the, the stylus down. Like you're cooking a meal on your DS. And what happened was I got to the part where you're rolling the omelet. And on the third roll, I guess I pulled too hard and it ripped in the middle. <laughs> it's like, no. It's Don't like, you I'm, hate it when that happens? Oh, dude, I was going to eat that. <laughs> like I was totally going to eat that. It looked good. And so I got it like it stuck in my craw that I screwed this up. I was like, I'm making fake food and I just burnt and screwed up my fake food. This will not stand. This aggression will not stand. And I just started attacking every plate. And I guess the last time that I played it, maybe it was a new save, but like all of my dishes were erased. I didn't have all of my like next level dishes. So I'm like all of a sudden I'm making, you know, vegetable sushi and, you know, chicken cutlet, blah, blah, blah. And I just it it got into me and I'm like, I'm going to I'm going to attack cooking mama for, for the week. You know, that game is so funny because of how obviously like Asian in- influenced the, the food is. Yeah. Uh, they tried to Americanize it somewhat, but with the amount of like, you know, the egg rolling the egg like that is, is a very mm-hmm. Japanese thing. And uh, 
they love curry. There's so many curry dishes. There's a lot of curry you, dishes yeah, in that. It's yeah, crazy. So it, it's it's weird that just the food a lot. I would say ninety percent of the food is almost unrecognizable to right. You know, to us, it's crazy though because some of the some of the things that they ask you to do, you know, the controls. The reason that I even played Cooking Mama to begin with was that I was curious about it and I bought it originally when it first came out and I owned the cartridge version and whatnot, was that it was really the first game that I played on the DS that I felt utilized its capabilities stylus-wise. Like, it was a relatively early game, maybe within the first year, year and a half. But when I bought that, like, the subject matter was kooky and I, you know, why am I playing this? And it was because it's all, it's mini games. It's tiny mini games, and I like to cook. The few things that I can cook, I cook very well. And I, you know, so, but some of the things that they ask you to do are, it's tough. Like, you have to roll the meat around in the flour, or you have to, you know, form the meatballs. You have to pass it from hand to hand, you know, wrist to wrist, and you have to swipe the stylus left, right, left, right. And I know that I'm doing it, but sometimes the character in the game is not doing it, and it's frustrating and you know you know that you haven't broken the rhythm but the game has stopped recognizing you know your skill to make this fake food so um yeah i i I, uh i i could not satiate myself enough with that game and i played the crap out of it for like seven days i unlocked a ton of dishes i got you know the 100 perfect gold star uh rating on the dishes and stuff like that and uh my girlfriend was cracking up because she's like, what are you making now? And I'm like, I'm making, you know, chicken, curry, goizo or whatever it is. And she's like, maybe we should, you know, it's like 730, almost eight. Like, we should probably make the real dinner. Right. And I'm like, I guess so. I guess we need to eat. So, um, yeah, I played that and I played uh, a whole bunch of uh, Tetris DS as well. The Nintendo version. So I love that game. I I will say it again that I, I, Tetris is just not for me. I don't know. What about you? Do, do you like Tetris, you? Oh, um, well, back when I had my original Game Boy, it was one of those games that I played incessantly for hours and yeah, hours me too. and mm-hmm. hours. Um, I will... I haven't played it for a long time, but if I, you know, if someone put the game in front of me and said here's tetris have a go at it i'll gladly play it enjoy it i'm pretty good at it um can you do it when they're coming down really really fast Mm, yeah that's not not too bad (sighs) one of the things about tetris ds is that you can actually you can twist the pieces around like to your liking before they actually drop into position and they have this uh maneuver called a t-spin that you can use that you can actually kind of like just move pieces into pieces. I'm not really describing it very well. It's like cheating to me. No, it's not. No, it's not cheating. It's more like, I prefer to think of it as juggling. Because let me tell you something. Like you're asking about the speed and when it starts to speed up. Yeah, when it gets crazy. Yeah, all they do and like all they do, anytime that that picks up and you have no choice but to drop it in the exact position that it came out. Right. That's always sucked about Tetris. That has always been one of the That's worst the things. Challenge. Yeah, but it screws you up from like the get go. I when a game is that basic. That's part of the that game. game is not basic. But the very first one is a basic concept. It's a yes, it is a so basic concept. So changing up the rules of a basic concept is a lot of a, a lot more of a big deal. 
but it has to it don't you want games to evolve though not something like tetris i can't sound oh, like oh come on. I, I wish tetris, tetris, tetris would is evolve. cool enough to evolve well <laughs> anyway in this version you can you can move these pieces around and you can kind of have like a hail mary at the end of every drop and that way you get to play in those crazy speeds for a longer duration and the game just becomes insane i played on my first round i got 328 lines like right out of the gate it was i didn't know what happened it was insane you cheated no no I <laughs> the zone. no it was it was the zone i picked it up and put it down about uh two different times i had to to close it but i left it plugged in and stuff to go back to it which usually screws me up because you're not in that mode anymore. And then you go back to it an hour or two later and you have to start fresh and you just end up screwing it up and you're mm. mad at yourself. Well, one thing I will, will say is since my mother's got herself a Kindle Fire, she uses it more to play Tetris than she does to read <laughs> bloody books. So uh, Yeah, my mom too, actually. I got her an iPad so that she could FaceTime with her daughter and her grandson. And she plays Bobble Witch for like 12 hours a day. Yeah. Bobble Witch Saga. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How many invites I've gotten for that? What is that? Bobble Witch Saga is... Um, it's like Jackie? Candy, candy Crush on Crack. Oh, goodness. It's, it's just okay. another one of those games where it's like, if you want more lives, 99 yeah. cents. It's, Do you want one of these? It's, 99 cents. It's bust a move. It's bust a move with a witch skin, and there are cauldrons at the bottom yeah. of the level. You just match in bubbles. Right. And when you match the bubbles, the other ones fall, and they fall into the various cauldrons of different point values. So, it's a ridiculously simplistic yet addictive game. So what do you mm -hmm. need to pay money for then? Because if you want, like, they'll give you 30 levels and then you get to like a little locked part and they say, if you want to progress to the next 30 levels, 99 cents. So oh. you pay 99 cents. If you, you have a certain number of moves to complete the level, okay. say you have 35, you get to the end and you've almost done it. For 99 cents, you can have five <laughs> more moves. That That's... <laughs> ridiculous <laughs> yes apparently like housewives are keeping this business you know this company in business mm. it's crazy that they're, they're making money hand over fist right now because of these stupid games candy crush <laughs> bubble witch farm no, hero because of stupid people i play them all no <laughs> if 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 I may, just for, for people that do play the mobile games and play things like Candy Crush and stuff like that, you do have to recognize that it is still games. And there are people that don't have the the passion or the time or or this didn't have the exposure to games like we have. And they then get to be included by playing the quote-unquote stupid it's games. It's bubble game. It's bubble gum for the brain. Yeah. That's all it is. You've got five minutes. You're just sitting there waiting for something. You play that because you switch your brain off yeah. for five minutes. Yeah, no, I totally... I've, I mean, Threes is one of those uh, kinds of games for me. I got that for a dollar. And right. I mean, that is... It's. I don't have to pay. Well, to be fair, Candy Crush. Yeah. I've probably spent more on Candy Crush than I have on some of my PS games. But you've actually paid for Candy oh, Crush? Oh, I have absolutely paid for levels. Yep. You <laughs> did, you, I know you spent at least $2. $3. Okay, 3 So <laughs> Yeah, okay. no. Okay. I've been playing Candy Crush for like three years. So I've probably spent about 15 bucks over those three years on various levels or boosters or whatever it is. So yeah, that, you know, someone that, you can get a PS game for 15 bucks download. So when you're not here podcasting with us, you're partying with the housewives. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm addicted to it. Exposed. It's really bad. Exposed. Yeah. <laughs> Justin. What's up? How you doing, man? I'm good. Tell me a story. Let's talk about some reading. 
Oh, please do. I can't wait to hear about this. Okay, so where we where we last left off, you couldn't make it through the first room. The three pressure plates, right? So let's talk about levels and rating. Now, if you don't want to know anything about the raid, tune out for like the next 10 minutes. If you want to go into it blind, be my guest. So um, on the last show, we talked about me and a group of guys went in. We could not open the damn door. You well, said we went, it's, it's about building that spire, right? Yeah, you so keep you have the to, three you have pressure to, plates. You have to jump on these plates and right. defend it from enemies. And right. It builds this spire, and then you can go inside the vault of glass. Yeah. Well, that was stupid easy. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, now sure. it is. Now, well, now it, like, but if you're with, um, you're with a good group and you're properly leveled, it was right. like, oh, wow, like, we did this in, like, three minutes. Right, it, right. That really, and that wasn't hard at all compared to what comes next. <laughs> So you enter, and there was like, okay, here we go. And I tweeted out a picture pretty much saying just that. Yeah. And so I'm going to de- I'm gonna detail this the best way I can. No, it's fine. So uh, you go into this um, – you keep going down. Like that's the, okay. that, that's the entrance, and you just find yourself – everything you do, you just keep sinking further and further into this cave. Okay. So the first part that you come to is this part, which took us – the longest time to do and beating it was a feeling of elation like i i I was unaware i could have so uh the first stage is there you have to protect these three towers from the vex it's all vex enemies okay the whole Uh, way through the whole way through okay um and they want to sacrifice themselves to the towers so you have to stop them from doing that and every now and then there's public events on venus where there'll be a spot where you have to protect um, oh, okay. protect this area from Vex running into it. Okay. Yeah. Same concept. When that's done, you get a checkpoint. The next part is all of a sudden there's this chimes, like wind chimes. And it's like ding, 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 ding. And all of a sudden this floating yellow orb appears called an oracle. Right. You have to kill it. You have to shoot it. It doesn't, it doesn't damage you. It does nothing. Oh. If you do not destroy it in time, you become marked. If you're marked... Now, in this room, there is a giant boss that you can't fight. He's just standing there, and all every now and then, he just does this thing where he just instantly kills anybody who's marked. Oh, my God. <laughs> so you have to run into this cleansing pool, but you can only okay. use the cleansing pool so many times. So, And how do you figure that out? Does it tell you? Nope. No. This is all like, let's just figure this out right. on our own. Right. So hmm. the first oracle is wave one. In wave two, there's two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine oracles spawning at one time. Wow. wow. You destroy them all, and you move on to the next part, which is beat the boss. So what will happen is um, a magical shield will appear that one person can hold. And he can fire at the boss and break the boss's shield, and that's when you can hit the boss. Except okay. that there's minotaurs and hobgoblins and harpies all flying around oh and the chimes are going so the oracles are back (laughs) and you have to lay into fire to this guy insanely he'll kill you in about two hits right um this was insane because you have to have an an incredible amount of coordination and detail this is why they haven't opened it up to public matchmaking Uh because you need to be able to like to go into this, you need to have one voice. Right. One person has to be the command, and you have to follow that guy's orders. We right. did not have that. I tried over and over to be that guy, but is, we were all uh, yelling over each other. And this is six of you? Six. Right. Mm. So the boss teleports around. Like, 
over and over. Now, you could get into his plates and stop him from moving, but he just gets pissed off and throws more minotaurs at you. <laughs> so wow. at one point, there's like nine oracles spawning at one time. And at this point, the, the cleansing pool is gone. So if you're marked, you're just waiting for him to kill you all. So what would happen is if you were marked, uh, you jump over the edge and kill yourself immediately, we figured out. Oh, okay. And then you have a 30-second respawn window okay you can't respawn on your own but you have to wait 30 seconds to be respawned but you can control when that happens by killing yourself and you don't come back marked no you won't come back marked but then it was a like there was moments where we were all marked except for the dead person and one of us would get the dead person up and then everybody would die except that guy and then it was one guy against the horde for as long as humanly possible so we figured out the way to beat him was to let him teleport around so the Minotaurs wouldn't come until the very end. And then it was like all systems go, lock them in place, everybody fire at one time. It was – it took us two hours to but do you did that. It? We did it. And then immediately after we did it, I was handed a legendary sniper rifle as a here you go. <laughs> nice. Wait, wait, so you beat the raid? We beat – we did. I'll, I'll get to the end. We beat oh, – that was just the first that's boss. Just, that's just oh. that's, – that's part one. <laughs> Wow. How long does it save your progress for? Well, one week. Right? And it it's, only saves the progress for the fire team leader. So, oh. so if I was not there the they next night, they can't, they'd have to start at the start. Right. After that, it's like, yes, okay, everyone breathe for a minute. And then we go down deeper. And this is where the chest, like we found out there were chests that we missed, but we found the first two chests, which gave out legendary armor, um, so there's ascendant material. There's amazing rewards in this. Right. So then you come to the part where there are these giant harpies, and I'm struggling to remember what they're called at the moment. But if they look at you, you die. (laughs) There is no fighting them. If they see any member of your party, like make eye-to-eye contact, the entire team dies. What? So now is the part where you are – it's almost comical I, that this time I was I was leading and I was like okay okay like we're in we're in a cave system and there's no checkpoint like spot telling you where to go it is find your own way so you oh, are wow. running around blindly hoping one of these things does not turn a corner so it was like okay okay stop 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 <laughs> okay okay pass now go 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 everybody crouch 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 and like wow. we went in this little crevice and it would like float on above us. Huh. So eventually, after just dying and dying and dying and dying through attrition, we found the right path uh, to get to, which then leads us to the floating platforms, which disappear when you stand on when you stand on them. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> so there's actually platforming in the right. So some way they they want to get you down. They want to get you down a huge amount. Right. Uh, and so there are these platforms, these giant structures, which you jump on, and then you got to jump to the next one, and then the next one, because the one you just stand on disappeared. And then, right. oh, wait, don't jump forward, jump backwards. <laughs> oh, it's like Mega Man. So that took a little bit until I was like, the hell with this. And I looked over, and I was like, huh, that jet, that little, I could jump over there, and I could jump over there. I'm going to make this giant jump. And right. then I made this giant jump, and I watched. I'm like, where do they want us to go? And I'm like, oh, they want us to go down there. And I made the jump. And oh, I was able okay. to time it to where I landed on the very last one and then walked to the area that we needed to get to. Then the fun starts. Yeah, but that's just you. <laughs> what about everyone else? Everyone else, I was like, follow my lead. And okay. so one guy followed the lead. The next yeah. guy followed the lead. The last guy could not follow the lead. Uh. So it was like, Alan, like, it's all right. Like, you can do this. You can make this <laughs> jump. And he's like, God damn, like over and over for like 15 <laughs> minutes. And then we're like, oh, it's cool. Like, you know, I'm going to go get a drink. We'll wait for, we'll wait for you to do this. <laughs> and so he finally, he made it. 
Um, so you have to like snake across this little, little walkway that like instantly will just drop out from underneath you. And so then we get to the final room. The true final room. The true final room. Okay. And this is where the game like just decides to throw you like enormous curveballs. I can't even remember. Okay, this is how it starts. So again, you have these two um, platforms or um, circular plates which will open portals, one to Venus and one to Mars. Okay. What happens is I never went in. Um, I was on the defense crew. Uh So they'll go in – and uh, they needed to grab two relics and defeat these giant things in there, giant Vex machines, the ones that, like, have those shields that spin around yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. Gatekeepers. Yeah. Yep. And they would have to grab these relics and then come out and get cleansed. But the problem was uh, you have the two plates, so it's six guys. So two guys go in, two guys guard one plate, two guys guard the other plate. And so when they come out with one, uh, that plate closes. And then a plate opens up in the middle where now all these guys want to sacrifice themselves into this thing. And so now the two guys are guarding against three lanes of Minotaurs just like piling in, piling in. So we tried this over and over and over again. And we just could not get them out like the second gate fast enough so that way those two guys who are guarding that plate could come help us. Because if if those plates aren't open, the guys who go into those planets can't come back. Okay. (laughs) So we figured out a way where it was like, okay, you go in and you damage the one guy, like almost you leave him with like a sliver of health. Uh And then what you want to do is you go into the other one. So that way you could beat one and then very quickly beat the other. Because the thing in the middle won't spawn until one of the plates is done. So it was like by the Uh. time they finished like the Venus one, Mars had only like one shot left. Okay. So we were all able to come into the middle and we defend it for – 30 seconds, and it's like, boom, okay, checkpoint. Here's another legendary piece of armor or shotgun or whatever. And then the final boss starts. And the final boss has the most ridiculous pattern I've ever seen. And we couldn't beat him. Uh, Just ran out of time. You still haven't beaten him? No. But we figured out the pattern after, like... How long do you have left? We Well, it it, it reset on Tuesday. So on Monday night at 1 in the morning, I was like, I have to go to sleep. And we're just going to have to start this again. So this giant, giant guy comes out. Like the priest on Venus that you have to beat, like way bigger than him. Right. And he has a weak point in the middle. And so what happens is there's no warning. He just comes. And then all of a sudden, three of us without warning are teleported to another planet. No warning whatsoever. And you have to defeat the oracles again. But there's enemies there. And what's happen is what's happening is you're constantly being marked. Everybody on the stage is being marked. And slowly the screen just becomes black. So when you get the three people get teleported to the planet, there's a relic there that you pick up that when you hit your grenade button, it will cleanse everybody. But you can only hold the relic for a minute. So uh-huh. the guy with the relic has got to keep those other two guys able to see so they can defeat the oracles and the enemies in there. <laughs> when that happens, the, now there's three guys still alive in the room with the boss. Okay. They have to stand on the platforms to keep the, tunnel, like, to keep the portals open. Okay. He's shooting at you, and there's these new harpies that move at the speed of light and kamikaze at you, and they explode and kill you in one hit. Oh like, my almost like God. the Matrix yes. things. Like that. Oy. So what we figured out was if you stand on top of the platforms, there's like a piece of cement in the middle of the, the things that the harpies won't come and explode at you, but they will shoot you. But you don't have to worry about dying from, from explosion. So what happens is at this point, you only have a minute to do all of this. My screen is now getting black, and I can't see. So we have a designated meeting area like, okay, okay, we're done. We're done. Keep the portal open. They come through. You have to run to a designated meeting area, 
and the person who's holding the relic has to do the grenade button, cleanse everybody in the room. You have now 10 seconds to shoot the boss. What happens is, as soon as the oracles are done dying, the boss enters this mode that's called... Um, oh, I actually have it. Give me one second. I'll find it. He enters it's this mode... like a cooldown or... No, like he stops moving and he can actually take um, four times the damage. It's called Times Vengeance. Okay. So what happens is everybody in the room gets a two-second cooldown on their super and they can spam grenades and they do four times damage. We figured this out too late. Wow. <laughs> so what happens is you have... 30 seconds to get from the portal like we're done with the portal like the guys on venus or mars are done they come back cleanse everybody you have probably like 20 seconds left or 15 seconds left to do as much damage to the boss three guys then instantly get shot back to another planet and it's the we figured out it's the people who are at the end of the room the three people furthest from the boss get shot back to another planet so it's like relics done oracles open get out the door okay everybody meeting spot meeting spot run to the meeting spot okay cleanse go Fire, go. Okay, if you don't want to, if you don't want to get sent back to the planet, move up. And then the three guys who want to get sent back, move back, and then boom, do it over again. So the strategy involved of trying to keep all six of you coordinated. You have is to the be coordinated. Part. It's insane. Right. And the fine to like there's no warning sign about it. It's right. just like you gotta figure this stuff out or go online and look at it. Yeah. So we got the pattern down, but we didn't know about the times vengeance adding a damage boost. So now we know, like, okay, Titans useless can't do anything like hunters amazing because they can have four golden gunshots at four times the damage right. uh, and like void walkers mm, not so much but sunslingers can throw those grenades for their super over and over again so we're gonna do this now it right. was just having it's learning everything you need to know in order to be yeah. able to go in and, do and it. there was nobody in our room lower than 27 and it was still it was still a challenge like right. getting through it one way but the difference between 26 and 27 is massive, and the difference between 27 and 28 is massive. That's right. so funny because in the regular game, like non-raid stuff, you barely see the, like, the difference yeah. running on missions and stuff. But I this, guess raid, raid this it, it makes really a difference. Yes. Yeah. So that's the raid. And then after we beat it, we're going to try it on hard. Oh, come on <laughs> But now. we can't, we can't do it. it. Well, the, the weapon that you can get, the Vex Monoclast, is the game-breaking gun. Oh, really? yeah. I want that gun. <laughs> have, have, has anyone seen it here? It's this <laughs> fusion rifle. Well, it's a exotic um, fusion rifle that shoots like a scout rifle. So there's videos of guys running around in PvP, and after the third shot, uh, the people explode. It's like <laughs> it's it's game breaking. I, I believe in you. You're the person that platinumed Rogue Legacy. Yes. If anyone can get this weapon, it is you. It's going to be a challenge, and I can't do it because I'm not going to be here next week and Comic-Cons this week, so we're not going to be able to try the raid for another two weeks. But, like, the amazing part about it was, like, this is the best part of the game by far. Right. And it's a shame that they locked it so late into, like, the grind cycle. Mm. Like, I really wish there was a level 23 raid so people right, could experience right. something like this. It makes like you want to keep going Yes, it game. makes – like, yeah. I, everybody who's, like, having a hard time, like, oh, I don't see the point. Yeah. This is the point of the game. To, this is this is where you want to go, and right. there's more of these coming. Yeah. Yeah. But it would be nice to introduce it at a lower level. All right. To I that First of all, I want to give you kudos because that was some riveting stuff. <laughs> Um, the idea that you remember all of that with such clarity. Because you've done every part of it a thousand times. Yeah, we did right? it. I mean, yeah. we spent eight hours just doing that raid over the course of two nights. Like trial and error, trial and error, trial and error. Okay. Here's my here's my 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 thing. Um 
I've been we we did our our gaming event um while I was away and I've I've played Destiny since then and and so on. Um I'm still level 21 and I have I have not found an item in probably I'd say four or five game sessions. I didn't start finding much. I got to 2021 and I was getting frustrated mm-hmm. and then I I just played the strike playlists. For and hours. then you get it there. I was I I'm now 25. I've got exotics, I got right. legendaries. Okay. That's where that's for me that's what worked. I have either been rewarded with absolutely nothing or I've been rewarded with the illusion of something that turned into nothing. Have you played the game since last Tuesday? I did. I've I've played since the update. Yeah. And have you gotten any purples? I have not gotten a thing. Yeah. See, the, the thing is, when we talked about this last week, that waiting for the drops is not the way to play Destiny. Because it's just, it, right. it's too random of whether or not they're going to come. The way to play Destiny is to figure out your play style, choose a faction that supports it. So, like, I'm now with Future War Cult, which supports grenades and supers yeah level them up and then you could buy the stuff you could just outright buy it and that's then... what i did with the vanguard that my chest armor that basically took me up pretty much a level and a half mm-hmm. was from doing enough bounties to be able to buy the chest armor okay that's how i did it see my frustration with it is that you know when there are people online because of the limit of the party it's whoever i know that's playing is usually full or they're doing something that I'm not currently, I don't have any bounties for, I don't have anything for, that when I'm left on my own to my own devices, I've beaten the game, I've done all of the strikes at least a few times. Just go into the strike playlist and matchmake. Yeah, but I you do. see, like, I, I, I'm, doing the, I'm still doing the same thing over and over again. I just, yeah. I'm, I, it's killing me That's that... That's why they call it the grind. Uh, see, but I'm used to the grind. I'm used to I I grind in Diablo. I grind like a motherfucker in Diablo. Yep. The thing is though that once you start doing that and once you start actually leveling up, the game it no, nothing changes. You're still doing the same things, but the things become harder. You know, that's when you're going to start getting the elemental resistances. That's when you're going to start facing more enemies than you have before, and that's when the more like more rewards come so like if you're doing the strike playlist like don't do it at level 20 do it at level 22 and then what's going to happen is you'll get other guys like even if there's no one else to play like and i've I've had that before i've just jumped in and done a couple of the strike playlists and then gotten some good rewards from it Mm -hmm. but yeah what like I, i know it's um repetitive um and you know everybody could ever uh could have a problem with it or not have a problem with it i mean that's that's uh like the way that i guess you like how much you like the game or whatever i just for the record i like the game a lot when i'm playing it i do enjoy it but i'm finding myself limited by the company the company of others in order to have a good time like i've been hearing the stories i listened to the podcast last week i'm listening to your story tonight and it sounds amazing it all sounds amazing i have yet to experience anything remotely close to that and i have been playing for for weeks and i'm beyond the the level cap and and have yet to experience anything like i had fun playing with some friends and get certainly getting together with people that listen to the podcast and such that was a lot of fun but i haven't like i haven't had anything close to what you're describing uh-huh. and that is killing me for this game yeah well that- the, the, the rate first and then 
the raid is like unlike anything else in the game. There's nothing like it. It's the best. It, it is the best part of the game if you have a crew of people. But the frustrating thing is that they lock it. Well, that's the thing. That sucks for the people that don't have the eight hours to pour into the not even so much the raid, but just if you need to be a level 26, 27 to even be able to hack it. I've been playing with whatever opportunity that I have that I haven't been playing Diablo or whatever that I've dedicated hours and hours to this game and I can't really I can't go to that part of the game because I will get my ass handed to me yeah. and I'll just be a burden on my team. Yeah, it, it, it's it's a frustrating design choice that they did to, to lock it at that to have you could have had that one there but had something else like halfway through the 20s like 22, 23. Mm-hmm. What were you going to say, Rob? No, I was just going to say that you know, like you're saying, you just haven't had that one experience. Yeah. And it's weird because I've had multiple, mm-hmm. absolute multiple experiences. That, so, yeah, it's, it's odd. There's, think it, it sounds like it's just you haven't got, you're having a hard time getting together with a group. There's so and many. Are you doing so, you're doing so much of this solo, it sounds like. I, it, it, really, when I'm on, there's a very limited amount of people that aren't already in parties. Right. And I feel like I'm infringing when I see three of three. Yeah. Um, that's then that's frustrating. That like we've talked about that before about them locking it at three. Yeah. I mean, I do. The game is absolutely beautiful graphically. It's stunning. The music is is captivating and phenomenal. And I do really enjoy the community aspect of it. But I also find myself shrugging when I'm alone and trying to play the game. That I look around at the menus and what's available to me, and I'm like, all right, I guess I'll just do this again because. You hear that, I listeners? Can't go and do that. Steve needs people to play with. <laughs> Let's help him out. Steve's going to be very busy uh, in the next couple of days between Comic Con and then trying to play uh, Alien Isolation from beginning to end before next Friday. Um, I will be reviewing Alien Isolation for JoeBlow.com uh, next week. Uh, we'll announce that, and you guys want to check that out. Um, very much looking forward to it. And then uh, The Evil Within will be hitting uh, the following week, which I am extraordinarily excited about. Who else is getting that? Not me. Jackie? Evil mm. Within? No. no. Not at all. You th- I told you PT. I couldn't even get through PT okay. without screaming. Okay. So. Um, I'll be getting it when I have money, whether I survive the experience. Okay. Another thing. See, because I got a review copy of Alien, I no longer have, like, that frees up that money mm. for me. And I also pre-ordered um, Sunset Overdrive as well. So that's, that's definitely on the way. And... Um, Bringing the the podcast into another direction real quick. I was approved for the GameStop credit card uh, just yesterday. Why? Why? Because I was was there and I know everybody at the store. They're like, oh, you're pre-approved. And I'm like, when did they start this? Because I have never heard this i was in the store like not even a week ago and they didn't say anything to me about that's it. that's what i'm saying it's like i've 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 not I, heard a thing i heard whispers of it um a few probably about two months back maybe a little bit more and uh i was walking up because i i didn't need my alien isolation reserve anymore i moved it over to the evil within and um there was a sign on the door and it said something like fifteen thousand bonus points for you know getting your your credit card anybody who's a pro member or gets the game informer magazine is pre-approved and I, I know the whole staff. Like I, I've been going there for years, and they're like, "Oh, blah blah blah." You know, you you definitely, you know, you you qualify and da, da, da. And they just did it. And I signed the thing and whatever. And I got like a five hundred and fifty dollar limit, or whatever. And uh, you know, it's yeah, it's one of those things that I'm not sure that once it arrives in the mail, will I cancel it? 
immediately? Yes, you should do that. You should definitely do that. <laughs> I should definitely do that. But that there's interest- no annual fee. Yes, right. but the interest right. rate is probably <laughs> 30. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. They 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 sold me some kind of song and dance oh my uh, God. behind the counter. It's it's twenty seven percent. Twenty six point nine nine percent. You cancel is that. Is it Im- seriously? You cancel yes. that immediately. <laughs> oh man, this is awesome. <laughs> so would you like that sixty dollar copy of Destiny? It's gonna cost you two hundred and forty dollars. Oh my god. You don't done. pay it off when you get the bill. Maybe I should just I should just do this for the stories for the podcast. <laughs> yeah. From, we don't. We don't. We don't no, no, we don't. No, we don't. Those would be sad stories. Um, but I just thought it was interesting, like that, that. I walked into a video game store, and they're offering me their own branded credit card. Well, they're trying to stay alive. They're, you know, they're going to be facing some tough times in the future. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh-huh. everything being available digitally. Yeah. yeah, it's only a matter of time before you know the, mm-hmm. the big two decide. Like, you know what? Goes the same way as Tower Records and Virgin Records, and yeah. That's why they're accepting all sorts of new stuff now. That's why they're accepting iPads cell and phones. cell phones, and they're going to be selling yeah. cell phones. Uh-huh. They're trying. They're trying to get their hands out there so they could stay yeah. relevant in the next five years. Right. I, I just want to hear, like, if you buy something and, and don't pay it, I want to hear the phone calls. Like, come on, just pay us. <laughs> GameStop, <laughs> pay, pay me. <laughs> uh, I don't know. That is insane. I um I suppose I'll have to uh to cancel it. I thought I thought I I, w- I was going on the LARF and just uh seeing what would happen. Bring Duh. it to the show. Were you taking the dive for the team? Did you get a platinum card because I've I've had a platinum card for some time. Uh-huh. Yeah, it looks like if you're one of the the first X amount of people, you get the exclusive platinum. I'm VIP. Congratulations. Man. Your interest rate is now 24%. Yeah. It's, it says while while supplies last. Does it really? Yeah. Do they give you the details? It's poor eighteen year old kids are gonna come out of high school and be like, Oh, I, I really want Call of Duty. I don't have any money. Oh, here's a credit card. Here you uh-huh. go. What yeah. Oh my exactly. That's terrible. They wanted to know my yearly income. Yeah. I had to like tell them what I think I'm worth as opposed to what I actually make. What did they say when you said five dollars? Oh, <laughs> come on! You like let you Ouch. put that on a plate for me. Come on, oh, like these now, kids. Man, cold. Let's let's, let's oh. talk to Jackie. Would you play this week, Jackie? Tell Actually, me the hate enough, game. Yeah, Destiny, Destiny. But I do have a very funny story about this. Do you so, have one as good as Justin's? Yes. No, it's nowhere funny. near as epic as that story. This one is. This actually is the very polar opposite of Justin's tale of achievement. Okay. So I'm playing last night with um, Justin. You help me out with this. Wicked D. And just straight. So that's Mark and Dave. Okay. So I play with Mark and Dave. We go in and we do the weekly heroic, which is a level 22 this week. So I jump in with them. They're already I, wait, playing. Let me, just, let me just stop you for a second. Just <laughs> yes. one second. You're leading your own fire team again. No, I wasn't. You no, were leading no, no, your own no. fire team. No, they yes. sent me an invite. They sent me an invite. I jumped into to their be, fire team. Because they wanted you to be the fire team. No. They wanted you it's to like lead the, the team. English Mussolini. <laughs> no. Look okay. what, it, it's happening. You're not even noticing it. You no. are leading a team into uh-uh. battle. Nope. Not happening. Because if, you, I, if they were here, they would say Jackie was the leader. No. Mark. Because Dave, I literally, let me know. I think I must have died six or seven times in the first 30 seconds. And I actually had to turn around to them and say, I'm so glad I'm here to give you something to, to do. Like, come revive me. I, it was horrible. So we go in and we play this this level 22. I think I'm 25 and they're 26, 27. It's a very leveled up, well above the level you need to be for this strike. Horrible. It's the one where you release the Archon Priest. It was horrible. We played for probably an hour. 
and ended up having to like quit because we literally couldn't do it. We were getting absolutely slaughtered the whole way through. <laughs> so we quit out of it and we're kind of feeling bad about ourselves. And I said to him, don't worry. There's only the three of us that were here. We're the only three that need to know that this happened. Just as she talks into the anyone. microphone. Is that well, this is the funny thing. As I say this, I say goodbye to the guys. As I go to hang up, I hear one of them say, You know she's gonna talk about this on the podcast tomorrow. <laughs> 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 so nice. yes, Mark and Dave, I am talking about this on the podcast. We should all be ashamed of ourselves. It was horrible. Fantastic. <laughs> that is awesome. Fantastic. <laughs> this is what happens when you don't have me and Bobby or exactly. Rob to carry you. But do you know the funny thing? With no, this is the funny thing. He's so cold blooded. <laughs> no, Hugh and Bobby are terrible because we'll go in and we'll do the two times that we've done like a big strike and we've been like, right, let's do this. It's hard, it's like a weekly heroic. So we've gone in and I failed both times. Then Bobby will text me and say, oh, yeah, yeah. No, me and Hugh did that last night. And oh. like they go in and play it and they finish it. Oh, we I use you as a human shield. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, our one strategy last time was we were trying to snipe from on top of cliff and it wasn't working. So instead, I was jumping down into the middle, throwing up my shield and basically being like, come on, you wankers, let's go. While they <laughs> were <snipe> you, Bruce. <laughs> very funny that was the one <laughs> me you and bobby did justin yeah in like five minutes that right? was the one i was like oh have you yet to play with Hugh? awesome i'm a higher level i'm gonna jump in and show these guys what's <laughs> going on and i was like this is i forget where it, it was, was like 24 tough. yeah it was like oh my god i had never played that one strike and i was like right. jesus christ this what's going on <laughs> which strike is it it's the one on venus where you have to defeat that huge gate like a flying gatekeeper at the end oh of the yeah, yeah i did that with you too yeah we did that one together okay. yeah and then it's funny because on that one i had one of the bounties that's like don't die on a strike or something like right. that so <laughs> The that Nexus, right? It's called the Nexus. Yes, yes. yes. Yeah, that's the exact same one I was playing. With I don't know any. Of, I don't know yeah. any of the names. What I just know again? like big flying thing, right. giant priest, well, again, the very, giant the guy. The game in the moon. is very, very clever with this because at one point you have to, you know, you jump off that big cliff and you go down and start fighting. So we, all three of us, were stood on the ledge, just trying to snipe them, trying to take out the minotaur. Snipe, snipe, snipe. After about ten minutes of this, all of a sudden we're all dying and we can't figure out why. And it's because the game clearly is clever enough that if you do that, they are going to warp and they're going to warp right in behind you. Mm -hmm. And you have no idea they're coming until all of a sudden they're literally punching you in the head. How's that exotic quest going? <laughs> Shut up. You're so mean. No, but you have the handgun, don't you? I do have the no. handgun. Jackie's like, I got you an exotic <laughs> handgun, guys. I'm like, oh, you have the quest for it? Yeah, I got it in my inventory. I did the first thing. I beat the strike on the moon. It's like, no. she has, <laughs> She has like the empty husk of the handgun. I know. I thought I felt so like... I was. I felt it was a big achievement last night. I went to bed happy, and then you come over and you tell me both of you like, "Oh, so annoying." Welcome to reality. We got like <laughs> six more things to do in there, plus a lot of crucible oh, stuff. Oh no! Come on. Yeah, Jesus. It's part of the challenge to get like five hundred points in crucible no, I don't with do void crucible. weapons. That's. So, I do not. Oh, do you crucible. do it with me. I once. Oh, oh, oh. it was. <laughs> it was more than once. Yeah. <laughs> the first time I played the crucible was with Bobby. And I got a 0 0.029 kill rate ratio. You're still better than some of my friends. So it's totally fine. <laughs> well, it's funny. Bobby was kind of like, well, <laughs> you know, you, you'll you get better. And you did. It, but, you know, Bobby know. is not normally that nice to me is the point I'm making. You got better. <laughs> he was patting you on the head. Better. He's <laughs> verbally <laughs> patting you on the head. You're leading your own fire teams now. Oh, shut up. High praise from know. Caesar. <laughs> 
So you had some good times with Destiny. Yes, absolutely. absolutely. And again, playing with the listeners is awesome. It's so much fun. We're all into the same stuff and you just it really, I've really enjoyed that. Nice. It's You're like obviously another bringing way. them forward as well. <laughs> I don't, I go in and I'm like, hey, hey, what we what we doing? Where should I go? Shoot that. Oh, Shoot I'm that. dead again. Yeah. It shot me. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's Hugh's heard me say "God damn it" probably fifty thousand times. I've at seen, this point. I've <laughs> heard you say worse than that. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, for those that are uh, playing Diablo on the Xbox One and PS4, if you are not aware, I just want to make you aware that the update has launched. Uh, I went to go and plug my system in last night. And went online, and lo and behold, there was an update in my little notification inbox ah. that all of the the greater rifts, the legendary gems, and all of the character overhauls, and all of the PC content is now available for your PS4 or Xbox One uh, version of Diablo 3, the Ultimate Evil Edition. That's awesome. It is awesome. I'm not sure. I didn't, I'm sorry I didn't do my research to know if it's on the PS3 and Xbox 360, I'm assuming so, but I don't want to say that 100% without knowing. I think Rob is going to look that up for us. But um, just so you know, holy crap, it's awesome. I, I went over to my friend's house last night. I went over to my friend Brendan's and just popped on my system just for the hell of it. I was going to actually see if I could grab uh, the new downloadable free games uh, that are out. And uh, we ended up getting this update in, in the inbox, and I, I installed it. And yeah, just it's the greater rifts are insane. It is pretty much like you have to, I recommend you have to be level 70 in order to, to tackle these things. Um, it is essentially, I like to call it a killing race. Oh, so it's not available for the PS3 or 360. So only next gen or current gen systems for the update so far. All right. Awesome. Thanks Rob. Um, yeah, you have, you're on a timer. And you have to, there's no items. So there's no item drops. There's, you have to like kill, kill, kill to raise this counter before the clock runs out. And it is just room after room after room, bashing down door after door, you know, clearing each and every crevice of these like labyrinthine dungeons and stuff. Um, there's a new area that's also available. And they have, I didn't really explore the, character changes like the modifications to the the skills uh -huh. and whatnot yeah but they have like overhauled pretty much everybody brendan brought up the the sheet for the monk of all the changes for the monk i mean he was scrolling for days before that update was done telling us what it was yeah they kind of like tweak and twist yeah uh, how certain things interact with with other things right. just so you can't exploit right you know just like certain powers i guess the buffs don't last as long um, instead of the ridiculous amount of like health globes dropping off, you're actually able to tank a little bit more damage. Um, and the deal is, is that you're going into these things called the greater rifts or griffs as they're calling them. And it's a race to the end. And you basically, you have to either accept a stone that will allow you to, you could put it in the portal and you can go into another greater rift and move like to level six to level 10 Every time that you go into one of these refs, the game gets harder and harder and harder and harder to the point where you bypass the highest level in the game regularly is Torment level six. Mm -hmm. The 25th greater rift is Torment six. Anything beyond that is harder than that. 
and the bonuses are that much bigger. Every time that you finish a rift, you get the choice to either accept the next rift or you can take a legendary gem and they give you three chances to roll again and upgrade it. Have you found the uh, the portal that the treasure goblins drop? No. Oh, I know. We I were cannot wait. So we were if on you the hunt uh-huh. last night, if you if you find any of the treasure goblins uh, by killing them, you have a chance to open up a new portal yeah. that that takes you to the vault, yeah. quote unquote. And there's a new boss that that you face in there. Uh, I think it's Baroness Greed or something like that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's yeah. a lot of cool new stuff in it, and I love it. You know what? It's awesome because you didn't pay a dime, and no. it's still there. No, it's it's really sweet the way that they keep giving back to that game that I was saying uh, to Brennan last night. Like I would be perfectly satisfied if they just kept this model and just kept adding content, even if they charged for it. Like even if they did another act, I really want at this point the game's been out long enough. I want another character. I would really love for them to announce, you know, another act or something like that. Because obviously, the way things leave off at the end, they have plans for another installment. I don't know how, I don't know if it's going to take, you know, 13, 15 years or whatever the hell it was uh, this time. I certainly hope not. But there isn't any reason for Diablo to get bigger, like processing wise and graphically. It's, perfect in that regard and it runs so smooth so smooth like i want to get i want to get more controllers i want to own four controllers just for this game just so i could do four player simultaneous screen co-op it would be disgusting like just a mess everywhere glorious that would be cool wouldn't that be cool i need to get back into that game um Destiny unfortunately got in the way, but oh, dear. I, I hit like I... level twenty eight. Yeah. I can't get away from but Diablo, man. I got, I've to got... 65, and me, we'll, but we'll Destiny. Hit it. We'll hit oh. it. All right, all right. So let's. You know what? Um, so that's the Diablo update. Let's move on to our main event before. Well, just uh... Really, really quick. Oh, ooh. now this is just a quick last Diablo thing, but just from from what I'm seeing, it, it looks like. Uh, PS3 and Xbox 360 are not getting the patch. It looks like Blizzard's just not gonna not gonna put the support out there for it. Woof. Yeah. That's a shame. Yeah. Okay. Bye, PS. Sorry. <laughs> All <laughs> right. Um, Another reason to move into the current generation of systems if you haven't. Sort already. it out, Blizzard. <laughs> uh, moving on to our main event. Let's go back in time. Let's go back to the times when we've been playing video games and our fists have been raised in the air, highly triumphant, and we just go, God, that was awesome. I rule. I am awesome. I am the man or woman. Person. <laughs> Rob, have you got a... Uh, what are, what's, what's one of your greatest, like, when thinking back, what is what is a moment that's made you love video games? What's your one of your single greatest achievements in games? Oh, I mean, there. Honestly, there are so many. It's it's not even funny. It's difficult to even think of them. Oh, of course. Right. Uh, but I'll throw my first one out there, and then you can go around, okay. and then so I kind of have an old one and a, a new one, I guess you could say. Uh, but honestly, and it, it's going to sound as cheesy as possible, but when I was a kid, my the one that just sticks in my head and I could remember the day it was pouring rain outside 
Everyone was stuck in the house. There was like a river running down the street. It was ridiculous. Uh, I sat down. The NES had probably been out for no more than four days at that point. And I was playing Mario Brothers. And, you know, obviously back then you can't just save and Mm -hmm. turn it off. So I had yet to beat it. So rainy day, what do you do? You sit indoors, play games all day. And that was the first day I had ever beaten Mario Brothers. It's like a sore thumb. I I had a grilled cheese next to me, (laughs) glass of orange juice. It's like I said, it's just sickening the details. Um, (laughs) But yeah, that as a kid, because that became a source of of bragging in school. Right. Mm -hmm. Kids would go around, and honestly, you would almost get made fun of if someone came up to you and be like, oh, did you beat Mario yet? No. Uh, you know, like people <laughs> like, oh, shut up. You know? So, uh, so yeah, it was like the first time I had ever beaten Mario. That's awesome. That's really cool. I like that you have everything attached to it. Oh, the whole day, the like weather, a, the food. The, uh, yeah. Grilled That's cheese great. and orange So juice. when you smell grilled cheese, do you hear the Mario music? Yes. <laughs> Honestly, that triggers Mario to me. That's awesome. That's amazing. That's awesome. Yeah, that's great. Um, when I was growing up during the Genesis days, I had a friend. His name was Billy Riley. Uh, I lost touch with Billy probably, I want to say maybe like junior high or something like that. Um, I was a I was a bizarre child. Um, I didn't have a whole lot of friends. I got picked on a lot and, and things like that. Uh, Billy was like the man of of the school like he was the person that you believed was going to achieve the most things and you know just become somebody really important somebody really cool and for some reason he really really liked me like he always stuck up for me we always talked about stuff and he was always super cool and became we became really good friends and one of the things that we did when we hung out aside from he had like one of those um like they keep track of the basketball like it'll be um like the net underneath and you throw the basketball and it keeps track of how many hoops you get and whatever Mm -hmm. uh, rolls back to you and whatnot. Uh, We would play toe jam and Earl and we, aside from going through the game and, and beating it from like start to finish uh, one of the, the single greatest things I'd ever did was that beatbox mode that toe jam and Earl had. There was this mode that you can go into where all it was, was a couple of button presses and you would make, clapping sounds and music and record scratches and stuff like that. And he and I became like so synced up with one another that we started this rhythm and started doing this like really crazy like beatbox routine through Toe Jam and Earl. And for a couple of minutes, it was solid. Like it was really solid. All the synchronicity was there and it was an actual song. And it was pretty insane. I've never got anything like that out of another like even all the music generators that I've played, Res and all of those things, I never got down anything that was so precise. And it was awesome. It's funny, I didn't even remember that until you started talking about the Super Mario uh, Brothers. That would be my first story. I can remember having a f- similar experience with Parappa the Rapper. Oh, dude, when like when Toe Jam and Earl, they, they're, they're standing side by side, it's like jamming, jamming, jamming. Like just so good. But Parappa the Rapper... That game was crazy too. Don't get cocky, it's gonna get rocky. Oh my god! <laughs> I remember playing the demo for that. 
yeah, over and there over was the and over demo. Again. I got in very big trouble because of that game. Um, back when that game first came out, I was at work and there was a TV with the PlayStation hooked up uh, that you could play on break. And I was managing the store and it was about 8 o'clock at night. We closed at 10. Uh, and it just so happened that I was effing around with the game, and the district manager was standing right outside the window watching me. He must have stood out there for five minutes. He walks in, and he's like, Rob? And I dropped the <laughs> controller, and I was like, ah! <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love Pa-Rapper. Pa-Rapper the I made him in All-Stars. Kick, punch, turn! That game was so unbalanced. It was ridiculous. <laughs> that was the first game I played at NYCC. That was actually literally the first thing that I did was play that game. That game was great, except for the fact that it was ridiculously unbalanced. Hmm. Justin, tell me one of your greatest video game moments. Beating the remix bosses in Rogue Legacy. All right. Oh, really? Oh, God, yeah. All right. Wow. Do you have any? Like, those were hard. <laughs> no, no, that's just crazy. That's That's awesome didn't think like you know it, it's one of those things where it's like your first time you're like jesus like i'm not gonna waste my time and uh-huh. then you're like all right i'm gonna waste my time and then you're like god damn it i just wasted my time there's no <laughs> chance i'm ever going to do this and then you come close and you're like I, I i can't i'm gonna i'm gonna punch something and you're like all right one more one more one more maybe one more. i can do it maybe and no and then you think about it and then you're like nope you're a failure at life you can't do it <laughs> and then you do it and you're right. like oh god i got one of them thank god let me go try the, one of the other ones, and yep, it starts all over again. <laughs> so beating all four of them right, was, right. I mean, that's what made me go get that platinum, was yeah. the fact that I beat them. Mm-hmm. If, if I ever never beat one of them, I would have moved on to something else. Right. But but you knew it was in, within yeah, reach. Because when you that. first jump into it, you're like, oh, I'm a level zero, and this is a level 290-whatever. There's yeah. Like, why? This is sadistic. Yeah. And <laughs> then, like... Figuring the patterns out, and you know. I've never even attempted any of them more than twice. Yeah. I think because it was so ridiculous. I must have attempted. I forget which one. Ponce de Leon and the one in the forests. I must have attempted those two combined, like maybe like three hundred times. Right. Yeah, I just do not have the patience. Yeah. Well, <laughs> uh, thankfully, that game came out in August when there was nothing else really to, Absolutely. to if, play. If, if you Destiny hadn't was out, finished that, yeah. exactly, you never would have gone back yeah. to it. So. Rob? It's going to be interesting now because of Spelunky being on the the PS4. And I hated Spelunky when I played it. So you don't think you'll have any kind of interest I, in I might, it? I, I had it. I played it on my Vita and I played it on the PS3. And it was just Spelunky did not grab me the way Rogue, Le- Rogue Legacy grabbed me in the first five minutes. Okay. And Spelunky mm-hmm. was just like, uh, I, they're similar games. But in Rogue Legacy, when you die, it's your fault. Like you did something wrong. Right. Right. In Spelunky, it's like, I I I jumped off this ledge and oh Jesus, there was a snake down there. Like you can't see the snake. Mm. Uh-huh. Right, right. It just it, it just happens to so be it's there. It's kind of yeah. cheesing you a lot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, people love Spelunky. That's what I'm and saying. I, think it's, I, I, think, I totally pegged you for someone that was gonna like go. Now watch. With the, it. I, I'm gonna try it again, and then I'm gonna come <laughs> back and be like, no, I was wrong. I like it. But <laughs> I, I'm um, gonna play it this week. When I talked about um, using the um, what the hell. The, the the VR device, why is it escaping me? Oculus Rift. The Oculus Rift. Thank you, Justin. Uh, my friend Pete, the one that was developing uh, that game called The Trip, I that that trip that I went to go and visit him, I asked him what his favorite game of all time was, and he actually said that it was Spelunky. I completely did not expect that word to come out of his mouth when I asked him that question because I know 
that he's been playing games since like in utero and he develops them and he works for a tech firm and all these things. And that was the game that came out of his mouth. Oh man, people love that game. I ha I don't have any choice. Like out of sheer curiosity for his I respect his opinion. Like uh, I would I'm I have to check it out. So and I'm actually looking forward to playing Pix the Cat, which is also available cross by <laughs> free by PlayStation Plus. It's right like Pac Man with cats. I am totally up for that. All right. I don't know that that's what it is, but it looks like it from the video that I saw. Cool. Hugh, give me something. What What is one of your single greatest gaming moments? First of all, what games do you like to play? Mm. You like FIFA? Yeah. <laughs> um, I've grown up playing football games from, man, I remember. Soccer. The day. We're in the States. <laughs> soccer. Yeah, you have to say soccer just over kidding. here. <laughs> I'm just joking, Hugh. It's okay. Football, Justin. <laughs> We watch football on Sundays here. I know. You can say football to me. I don't know what you mean. It's cool. <laughs> All right. Soccer. I remember when FIFA Soccer came out, and it was actually called FIFA Soccer then. To be fair. Was it really? It was. <laughs> wow. In, ooh, um, probably 91, 92, the original one came out. Not long after I got my Super Nintendo. Um, yeah, and I've been playing... Soccer games ever since. I'm kidding. You say football. <laughs> it must feel so strange for you to be like, soccer. Soccer. This feels weird. Soccertainment. Um, yeah, I mean, football games I've been playing, you know, I don't necessarily, they're not necessarily my favorite games as such. I, especially since the dawn of online gaming, I think playing them online is rewarding it's good fun like i love chatting with my friend dave just stick our headphones on mm -hmm. play fifa and just chill out and just you know drink a cup of tea play right. about 15 games of fifa um up until destiny i kind of went off first person shooters but i was playing them for years as well in the doom quake unreal tournament mm -hmm. the first call of duty games you know i used to love playing those um some of the Final Fantasy games, Final Fantasy Seven, just you know, everybody loves that game. You yeah. Know? Oh, absolutely, it's the best. Mm -hmm. Exactly, correct answer, Jackie. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, my absolute favorite game of all time, and Justin will like me when I say this, is The Last of Us. Yeah. All right. That ah. game shook me to the core of my being. Nice. Yeah. Um, but to get back on topic, um, I think. The earliest memory I have of having like a real like fist pump moment with gaming <laughs> was I was probably six, seven, eight, like back when like I've I've been gaming as long as I can remember. When when I was a kid we had um did did you guys ever have the spectrum, Sinclair Spectrum here? I don't remember that at all. Do you remember that, Jackie? I think Sinclair's a British company, right? Yeah. He's the Clive crazy Sinclair, guy, right? The, the guy who made car, the, the electric shitty three-wheel <laughs> thing that nobody ever bought. <laughs> yeah, looked like a go-kart yeah. with a battery. Basically, yeah. these game, like, games would be on cassette, and they would take about three quarters of an hour yeah. to load. I had, and Frogger. Wow. I had Frogger on cassette. Like an actual, an actual cassette? cassette tape. Yes. Okay, yeah, yeah. We yeah. used to have a device that hooked up to a PC that would read cassettes. Oh, okay. yeah. We had, I had a little like cassette player. You remember the ones with the buttons on the end so you yeah. can make mixtapes with the record mm -hmm. and play? Yeah. yeah. One of those and you'd hook it to my BBC Apple. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember those in yeah. school. 
so yeah yeah we did have those because that's where i used to play uh like a very very old version of um it wasn't boulder's gate it was a really early uh like adventure rpg but it was on only on cassette so Hmm. i never owned one myself i would have to go to my cousin's house to play but I don't yeah. remember that at all. Oh, totally! It hooked right up to your PC, and you would put a cassette in. Yeah, see, I never had, I never had a whole lot of exposure to PC stuff. Oh, is that what it looks like? Uh-huh. That looks for, for those listening to the show, we're actually looking at a picture of the it, thing right now. It was basically a keyboard that you would plug into a t- cassette recorder, Word. and you would have to have audio out on the cassette recorder, and you would plug it into the Spectrum, put the tape in, press press play, and you would leave it. Mm-hmm. And it would make this god awful noise, like like a like a dial up modem. Mm-hmm. It would screech and just it was horrible. Anyway, Rob, I think I mentioned this to Rob the other day. There was a game for it called the um, Manic Miner, <laughs> and that sounds uh, it's foreboding. It's bas- it was a single screen platformer, kind of like um, Donkey Kong type thing, and it is renowned for being ridiculously hard and i remember i think it was during the school summer holidays um i actually managed to pry dad away from playing um because he used to oh my God. used to be able to buy um magazines for the spectrum where you would um they would the back pages of the magazine would be pages of code and you could type these codes into like the it was kind of like the spectrum had like a an operating system kind of like a dos type thing back right. then only more crap <laughs> um and it would be spread over like four months and my dad would spend hours and hours every month typing the code into the into the spectrum and if it, <laughs> and then you'd record it onto a tape and it would make the most rubbish That's games. crazy, right? The amount of effort we used to go to. Yeah, and it would make the most rubbish games ever. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny because, yeah, there were monthly magazines that would come out and it would be pages of text and it would be like, okay, you type this in. And God, it, it would take hour, like hours to type in pages of text and it would be like, you type this in, you could play a game. Uh, with Manic Miner, they had almost like a level editor and that's what you're talking about where you could write your own levels if you knew the right thing to type so mm-hmm. it was absolutely insane wow that's crazy awesome so yeah back on point um i can remember it was during the summer holidays and um like i said manic Mo- minor is renowned for being one of the most difficult games it is brutal and like I say there was no save games or anything back then i can remember the furthest i'd ever got was maybe level four or level five and like i said this is a game that's one screen Mm -hmm. and all you have to do is get from one part of the screen to another that's literally all you have to do and i sat down one day and i managed to get to level six which is i can't remember how many levels there were i'm not even sure like it was a silly amount i think it was like 30 or 40 and i can remember i got to level six or seven and I can just like I got to level seven and I died and the game was over and I was like I don't care, this is the best thing I've ever done. <laughs> this is amazing. Like I will be renowned as a god amongst <laughs> seven-year-old kids exactly, every other who have done nothing yeah. in their life so far. 
<laughs> but <laughs> also, and you I, still remember that feeling, I right? I have, got, yeah. I, if it, I, I think I even got, I think not even my my dad didn't manage to get that far, and <laughs> like he knew what he was doing. I was just like <laughs> going at it, like God knows what. Um, but yeah, I just remember getting to level seven and just be like, yeah. <laughs> and it, there was only like two levels past what I got to previously, but. I never got any further than that, but that was all I needed. That's awesome. That was at, at that age. That was all I. W- that was all I wanted. Damn. And it's funny because that game is almost like a modern day Spelunky, mm-hmm. or S- Spelunky is a modern day right, Medic right. Minor, you should say. Hmm. It all oh. comes around in circles. <laughs> Jackie. Yes. What are some of your? What's one of your greatest uh, video game moments that you can remember? Well, it's kind of a funny one. So it goes back to I think I've mentioned before I was never allowed to play video games growing up. So I never really played any games till I was like 18 or 19. I'd have played like my friend's Game Boy here and there, but I really, I'd never had my own console, my own handheld or anything. So I remember being at college and one day we go and visit our friends over in Essex and we're staying with them for the weekend and they have an N64 and they're playing Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. So I'd never seen this game before and this is kind of new for them. And they were a couple and they were like, you don't understand. It's so good. We sit down together and we play this game in the evenings together and we figure out the puzzles and they explained the whole thing and they made it sound so awesome. I was like, all right, I need to, I need to play this game. So I save up for a few months. I get an N64, I get Ocarina of Time and I'd never played a role-playing game. I'd never really played much other than like a Mario Brothers or a Tetris or like basic games. So I, I start playing this game and I'm enjoying it and I'm playing the bits that I'd seen them play. And and it gets to the point in the story where you get the sword and you go to the temple and you put the sword in the stone and all of a sudden Ganondorf appears and the world goes horrible. Oh, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. so after playing the game to that point, I did that. Ganondorf appears and I go, shit, I did the wrong thing. So I turn the game off. And a couple of months I went back and I started playing it again from the beginning because I'd never played an RPG and I didn't realize that was part of the story. I thought I had failed the game. Oh, what? (laughs) Oh, no. So I played it all the way through again to that point before I realized, oh, no, I was supposed to do that. God, I I love you so much. Uh (laughs) Yeah. So... So that but was like, that's my greatest, like, wow. Like, just like getting the exotic handgun. <laughs> Shut up. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> wow. I know. I really cold. do have my moments. I'm not as stupid as I may appear to be sometimes. <laughs> oh, you don't appear <laughs> stupid. <laughs> no, you're not. Not by any means. No. <laughs> but I definitely have my moments, and that would be one of them. That's awesome. So. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, so I teased it a little bit before. I'm going to get to... Um, my single greatest video game mo- gaming moment in recent history. Um, I'm going to bring the lights down low for just a minute. And uh, possibly... They're already, they're already pretty low. All right, you already have, pretty we have low. the mood actually, lighting going on. Yeah, the the going um, <laughs> but just a warning. I'm going to go, get a little mushy with this, uh, this next video game moment. And uh, you just have to bear with me. This past trip, uh, I went to go and visit my girlfriend in Canada. And um, one thing that you have to know about my girlfriend is that she has never ever beaten a console video game not at any point in time uh she's played them but anytime that somebody has tried to instruct her or you know teach her how to play a game they've become too frustrated and she's had to i would also at this point 
like to point out just how accomplished your girlfriend is in real life. Oh, absolutely. Right? She's a scientist. <laughs> so I mean, exactly. So just to preface that just because she is not good at video games, she wins at life. Oh, she does. Okay. So <laughs> she does. Um, so she um, she wants to play games. And I said, you know what? I said, we're going to we're going to get you to play a console game. I, she goes, you're not gonna be able to do it. You're gonna get frustrated and we're gonna have to quit before we even start. I said, no, it's okay. It's all right, we're gonna do this. So I chose Diablo because for reasons. Diablo is a game that even if you've never played it before, the way that it's introduced to you is that your spells are introduced to you button by button. So you get to go through your paces before you have access to a new spell, before things become a little bit more chaotic. The difficulty of the game seems to go along with you know your skills and where you're at and what you have available to you as it should and this game does that extraordinarily well so we started on normal which is the easiest difficulty in the game you know give her you know a nice you know easy playing feel to learn the game and get the feel for it and whatnot and let me tell you something we sat down to play we played every damn night that i was there i was there for about eight or nine days Every single night we played into the night. She went to bed late every night, got up for work and, and did her thing the next day. Did she ever play without you to no. like kind of No, I was I was instructing her. Okay. I was telling her, you know, circle, triangle, R one to salvage and stuff. But, you know, after so much time, she was then doing these things on her own. And it became, you know, habitual and it became just automatic, something that you do. And I knew that it would if we stayed with it long enough, if she got, you know, the crave for it and the taste for it, she would want to play. She would want to learn. And that's exactly what happened. She's never played a console game. She went from level one as a wizard, as a female wizard, to a level 58. (laughs) And we ended up beating the game in the fifth act. We defeated Malthiel on expert difficulty. From when you roll. She did not die a single time. She was higher level so than that's me. That's your moment for quite some time. Here's the thing: it is my moment, and it is my moment because because of these reasons. It was I've been playing Diablo for about 18 years now, maybe even longer. I've kind of lost the math, and I always play it with my friend Brendan. I know how he plays, so on and so forth. So, us owning the game on our own accord is really no surprise. To take somebody who's never played a game before to sit them down, teach them the basics of Diablo, and like tap into something within them that knows how to play this game and can play this game expertly and and very well it was amazing to watch her go from a level one to a level 58 and have her do it with very little instruction and just like downing mobs like it was nothing you know recognizing when the game was getting too easy and asking me to you know ramp it up a little bit and watching her confidence build throughout the levels. And the game, you know, did that. And I now have a significant other, somebody that I love and love spending time with. We now play Diablo together. My favorite game probably of all time. And now I get to play it with her. And she loves it. It's not like she's just doing it to like satiate me or something like that. She actually really loves it. And this is why we play games. Yeah. But it was amazing. This is why we're here. Exactly. It was amazing. It was like it was like the the cocoon opening up into the the butterfly in terms of of gaming and experience and stuff like that. 
and I'm like I'm still beside myself and and full of pride at how well she took to it and she kicked ass she was higher level than me for several levels she deals electric damage like it's going out of style and it's awesome awesome yeah so when are you getting her a ps4 so you could uh <laughs> well the plan is is that uh we're making moves for her to move to new york ah. and we won't need to purchase an extra system because she can play mine in our living room yay yeah awesome. good stuff pretty awesome now, do you play with your significant other, Hugh? Um, this is a bit personal. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> We're British. We don't talk about things like that, right? <laughs> no sex, please. We're Egyptian. <laughs> as the Count Ducula game said. Um, yeah, we have done now and then. Um, only for a few things. She's had um, a brief go at FIFA, which was hilarious slash traumatic <laughs> um yeah she's she's happy to have a go but what's m- her thing because with me and my other half we had this conversation about him buying rocksmith and how pissed off i was because he has a whole basement to play guitar why he needs to get a game where he can play guitar on we, my xbox we all know how territorial <laughs> we are. exactly so what's her thing um sabina's thing is studying to be a doctor a little more important than playing fifa i gotta be honest Mm, just a tad so you say (laughs) debatable um yeah exactly (laughs) just um no she's um currently in her third year of medical school so she's very very busy and yes she um yeah she is awe inspiring and i don't know how she manages it to be honest but you're good at FIFA, so it all evens out, right? Well, yeah. I mean, if there's <laughs> no other reason to love me, then, you know. My mad skills at FIFA, is it? <laughs> the fact that me and my friend Dave managed to get to Division 3, just the two of us in <laughs> FIFA Pro Clubs mode, um, which which is no mean feat, I might add. You um, feel like definitely is that's exactly. your selling point, right? Uh, yeah. yeah. I'm, you know, I'm a... You know, Even your mum called you up and told you how proud she was, I'm right? A, I'm a hell of a catch just... <laughs> on that achievement <laughs> alone. <laughs> um, no, but yeah, she she has fun on the odd occasion that she um, does game. Not that she ever does very often. I actually, um, my old Wii is in, in her flat. Oh, okay. Um, so, you know, on the odd occasion, we've um, played um, Wii Sports together. Right, so, so she's like a casual gamer, has some yeah. fun if she's hanging out with someone else. Yeah, exactly. Right? I mean, but she's, she's not ha- going to sit on the couch and play games for hours on yeah. her um, yeah. she She is a bit of a demon at the um, the archery on Wii Sports, <laughs> to be fair nice, to her. Nice, um, She's only played it once and she Killed you? hammered me. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, she, she probably could be, you know, she could probably, awesome. you know, play as pro. But nice, nice. Um, yeah, she's you know she's quite she's quite busy to be fair with you. To be fair, yeah, so, exactly. You know, I'll, I'll let her <laughs> off. I'll let her off. You'll forgive her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice, nice. I'm gonna pass the floor to Mr. Justin. We got some good stuff on the forums this week. Justin, we got some actually good stuff on the forums. <clears throat> excuse me, on, on Twitter as well. But since we're a little bit short on time, I'm only gonna get to read one question uh, which came to us, and uh, then I'm gonna take that question. I'm gonna throw it back out to the audience. And uh, we'd like you guys to answer, come back with the answers next week, um, and uh, we'll take it from there. So on the forums, I'm going to butcher your name. Forgive me. Zakunik? 
That's yeah, close that, enough. That's close enough for me. How'd you spell it? Z A K U Nick. Oh. Yeah. Zach Unick. Okay. Zach Unick. Yeah. Works for me. He asked, not sure if it's been asked, what games do you want a sequel, continuation, return to, um, or return to that world? He says Time Slitters and Sudoken. Sudoken? Wow. Sudo- I haven't thought about Sudoken in forever. Suikoden? Suikoden. Suikoden. That's yeah. it. That's sorry. It. sorry. <laughs> I, I knew sorry. I was saying it wrong. I was like, uh-huh. that doesn't sound right. Uh-huh. But there's definite rumors of a, a Suikoden follow-up. Mm. Um, but God would I love some more time splitters? Yeah. Like there's no tomorrow. Time splitters too, man. That, that, and as much as I, like I said, I, I, I don't enjoy PVP, but that was like same room mm-hmm. PVP. And I had a hell of a time. I love that game. Cool. But uh, no, that's an excellent, excellent question. Uh, I've got one. Go ahead. Beyond Good and Evil. Okay. They yeah. have been teasing that game for what feels like forever. We even saw they even they even dangled the carrot of a full motion video trailer that looked like they were gonna make the thing, but no, no, they didn't. Why? <laughs> why not? Why? Why wouldn't you make a sequel to that amazing, amazing game? So good, especially if the material is already there. Yeah. So maybe they think a lack of interest. Maybe it's too late. I don't know, but that's a that's a game that I would absolutely love. I would imagine it's got a fairly hardcore following. Everybody it has, it has a cult following. Cult following for yeah, sure. it has a cult following. Everybody I sure. know who's played that game loves it. So it's just the problem is not enough, not enough people played it. Mm-hmm. But I mean, that sequel's been in development hell for forever. Hopefully, it sees the light of day. Mm-hmm. Will it be good enough if it ever comes out? Though, I feel like it's 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 so skeptical at this point. It's people are going to judge it so hard once they announce. It's like if they announced Half Life Three, people would. Like microscope, you know oh, what I God. mean. Uh, who Half else? Life. Does anybody else want to throw one out, or do we need to think I, about this? Yeah, I need to think about it. I don't really have okay. anything on the spur of the moment. That's fine. Definitely next week, I'll. I'm, I'll come ju- up I'm just going to go with The Last of Us too. The Last of Us is a, is a world that I, I was thinking of. I mean, I could answer The Last of Us for most questions, but <laughs> that's a, such a terrific world, and <sighs> that so much to do there. They could go so many different ways. That I hope that there's a sequel. I mean, do you want to see the same characters or do you want to see? Oh, I, would, I would love to, like, maybe, you know, bring it forward. Like know, having 10, Ellie, years like, and, yeah, 10 years like, later? You know, a 30, 40-year-old Ellie and you're, you know, the, you know, the story's you're carried reading on. The, the maybe and society then you can maybe have, has built up a bit more. Yeah, maybe you could have, like, the, the post-game DLC where you find out maybe what happened to Joel in between the two. Hmm. Yeah. games or you know maybe the dlc for the, the last of us was so good right. it was amazing maybe so they've good. like wrangled the infected at that point and then something happens where they they all get out and they all go live on a farm <laughs> oh wait sorry farm they've already got yeah i know now, now i'm thinking about farmer.com <laughs> was it for a whole season they could do it they could stay on the f- yeah farm for farmers a whole game farmers only yeah where's jill oh my god farmers only.com youtube look it up I would say um, for me, Mass Effect. I mean, there's already another Mass Effect game in development, but if there was a game that I can't wait to return to, it's Mass Effect. I mean, it did everything that Destiny didn't. It created a universe that had characters that were interesting, that I wanted to know more about, that I was uh, invested in. And of course, I mean, to be fair, Destiny's story you know, took us to beat 
10 hours and I put 90 hours into Mass Effect. So I'm, I'm hopeful that Destiny can can build up that sort of world. But man, I cannot re- wait to return to the Citadel and to see what's going to happen next. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So yeah, we had some other great questions. Uh, Nintendad um, and uh, anybody else? Uh, some great questions on the forums. Actually, yeah, that Nintendad one about the about the PS Assassin's now. Creed. Uh, yeah, with the um, uh, what's it called? The PS Now PS and now. Rogue. Right. We definitely, I definitely want to talk about that at some point, okay. just in more depth than we have time to do tonight. Uh-huh. But it's a really great question. And there was another great question from Grime Forty Seven Two, which we're going to get to next week, which deals with a conundrum. Okay. Would you rather have this or this? So right. I would a little want tease. This. Are you sure it's not that? This All column right. A or column <laughs> B? I prefer those. No. Yeah. All right. Um, and we also put out uh, the word on Twitter just before. Uh, apologies for not putting it out on Facebook. Uh, with NYCC coming up and everything, and and deadlines for for each of us, it, it's just been an insane week. Um, so we're uh, apologize for that. But we did get some tweets with people telling us what some of their greatest gaming moments have been. Um, I could read some of those now. Uh, at Repstones on Twitter, it says, The first time I played GoldenEye on the N64, those graphics and the first real taste of AI. Oh, that's a damn good one. Mm-hmm. Good pick. I agree. Um, I might butcher this name. This is Marco uh, Lazek. He is at ML, uh, M. Lazek on Twitter. He says, hmm, probably fighting Gadendorf at the end of Ocarina of Time or the death death of, oh, spoilers, the death of Eris of, uh, in Final Fantasy VII. So there you that, go. See, that was my modern one. If I would have told another story, mm-hmm. it was Final Fantasy VII. So I'll go into that another time. I'll write up a post on the forum. I'm sure this won't be the last time that this topic will get touched upon. Oh, it, I know. Because we've got lots of good memories. Uh, that's why we're here. Yes. Uh, James Hammond, who's at part-time underscore powers on Twitter, says, Summoning the gods to stop a cursed mask from crashing a freaking moon into a parallel Earth and saving everyone. That is my most awesome moment in all video games. Also, the game is Majora's Mask, in case someone didn't get that. Thank you for clarifying, (laughs) James, because I've never played Majora's Mask. Oh, wow. Eep. I know. I've never played Majora's Mask or Ocarina of Time. Oh, okay, okay. So oh, I can't fault. Can't fault. I've never. Uh, Glenn Tastic, who's at Glenn Tastic, says Glenn. defeating Seymour in FF10 after months of attempts. It didn't take me months, but I remember that bastard. <laughs> That's for sure. Seymour is a son of a bitch. He really is. Um, super bad, Larry. Who is surprise at super bad, Larry on Twitter says a friend and I flipped Narc. All right, I think we got some typos here. Uh, a friend and I flipped NARC fresh year in, oh, all right, freshman year in high school. Uh, we split a roll of quarters and beat the thing in Nathan's in Yonkers. Oh, my God. Do you remember NARC? I do. With the red and the blue cop, and you fly out of the Lamborghini. Oh, my God. Yeah. That game was great. NARC. Oh, my God. Like that. Wasn't there a PS Vita game that was similar to that? No, not Vita. Um,. PlayStation Portable game. Yeah, they tried to do an updated version, yeah. but it was nothing nothing yeah. like the original. <laughs> yes. And uh, Gary Chapin, uh, who I've never been able to pronounce your Twitter name. Uh, oh, my God. Ac- accordionaire. 
All right. Yeah, I did it. Add a quartier on Twitter says, my, what big dot, 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 microphones, dot, 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 you have. Uh, We've been tweeting photos. Uh, Hugh's been tweeting photos of our. Oh, you changed your name. Hugh Perry Normal. Yeah. Dude, you have to stop having such a great name for these Twitter switch-ups. <laughs> Hugh M. Groot. Oh, that was... And, uh, yeah, Huga Chaka, right? Huga yeah. Chaka. <laughs> I, I have my Huga Chaka t-shirt with me. <laughs> oh, awesome. That was my favorite. I got nothing for my name. I feel so, so ordinary. You'll, you'll find something. I believe in you. Do you? Of course I do. I appreciate that, friend. Awesome. All right, you guys. We're going to wrap this puppy up. Um... If you're at, if you're gonna be in New York and you're gonna be at New York City Comic Con this year, uh, come and say hi. You can tweet us. Uh, a lot of us are gonna be there. I'm gonna be there for Thursday through Sunday. Um, Mr. Justin, how many days are you going? Thursday through Sunday. Whoa! Yay. And he's interviewing people. Yes, huh? I am. Like a boss. Uh-huh. Do you have stuff scheduled? Or are you yep. just gonna wing it? Nope. Yeah. I got stuff. I got stuff scheduled. It's very who exciting. Are you, who are you talking to? Uh, a minute, I'm chewing on cookies. It's okay. <laughs> Yeah. I will tell you, I am interviewing. I'm actually excited to hear this. What's going on? Dun, 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 um, Gary dun, dun. Brown, who writes Catwoman. Mm-hmm. Okay. Marguerite Bennett. Uh, oh, nice. Mike Johnson. Jorge Jimenez. Mm-hmm. They uh, do Earth 2, World's End. Uh, Len Wein, who does Batman 66. And that's it for right now. That's cool. I'm very that's excited a, to hear it. That's a pretty high-tiered list, man. That's some good stuff. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm just going to get out there and... <laughs> Ask them stuff. Like, yeah. what, what type of pizza they like? I'm sure they're excited to meet you, dude. I'm, I mean, who wouldn't be? Come on. Exactly. He's going to have kidding. a nervous breakdown beforehand. Oh, I, and Rob's Bobby, already like, I'm going to hold your hand. hand. It's fine. Yeah, Bobby's going to get a tape back that's going to consist of Justin <laughs> asking a whole lot of comic book writers what their favorite color is. No, I told him I'll, I'll dope him up so much on, on Xanax <laughs> that he won't even be able to talk to the people. <laughs> oh, my but God. Like, comics. Oh, my God. Yeah. Hey, dude. Oh, pay money to see that. Comics. <laughs> So, yeah, uh, Hugh will also be joining us this year, Thursday through Sunday. Rob will be there as well. Um, I'm not going to any of the Comic Con, but if you're drinking afterwards, I'll be there. All right. Just let you know. Are you coming out after? (laughs) I am. When? At some point. Whenever something's happening. Oh, there's always something happening where I am. This better be not the only time I see you, otherwise (laughs) it will be trouble. I'm definitely coming out at some point. Whenever you do your little after party thing somewhere, our little after party thing, share body, no Whatever it is you're doing, whatever it is you're doing, I'm going to come out to. It's a very yeah. prestigious gathering. Absolutely. Wait till you get but a taste. No, 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 Are we sure <laughs> she's up to it? <laughs> so, I know all you guys personally. It's not. It's not the same. It's not the same. All right, all right. <laughs> I'm don't, hanging out in a bar with Steve and Justin and Bobby. and Don't ruin the illusion <laughs> for people that haven't met us yet. Let them be disappointed so, on right. their own. So, yeah, I'll be out. I'll definitely, <laughs> I'll definitely be out there at some so, point. So, yeah, so if you guys are looking for us, uh, you can always tweet us at uh, talking underscore games on Twitter and, uh, as a blanket tweet to find out if any of us are around. We'll give you our uh, personal Twitters at the end of the show as usual in case you want to tweet us individually. But uh, yeah, check out our uh, It's Time for Pimpin' Talking Comics podcast uh, this past week. Talked about a lot of amazing games and, uh, I'm sorry, games, comics, and focused a lot on the new Gotham Academy number one. Um, We had Hugh on the show just last night. Hey. And um, I talked about a new book and we had a lot of fun. We had a lot of fun last night, so definitely check out the uh, Talking Comics podcast if you haven't downloaded it already. Are we uh, are we sending Hugh up to uh, Hartford, Connecticut for what? you know for talking movies? 
Yes. He's, he's done talking comics. He's done talking games. We should put him on a train up to Hartford, Connecticut, so he can do talking movies too. Oh, I don't know if he's got time for that. He could always. You <laughs> right? You're up for that, right? Nobody got time for that. <laughs> then I'd have to go on the Misfits. No, you don't. Actually, exactly. no, I won't fit yeah. in. <laughs> oh, that reminds me. Let me jump in for a minute. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, Talking Games is going to be teaming up with the Misfits oh, uh, the weekend of October 25th. Hell yeah. We're um, going to be raising some money for Extra Life, and we're going to be doing some marathon gaming. Um, we'll make the links available to do uh, donations, but I think that we're going to get together and do some streaming. Um, Rob may have been yes. talking about getting together and running through some Disney Infinity. Um, and we definitely I, like I all have, of like Twitter, you know, all the links for being able to donate are up on Twitter. Definitely yeah. with the Misfits, they've all posted uh, uh, all the information. The team um, for the Misfits is, I, I think it's just the Misfits, M-I-S-S-F-I-T-S. And uh, you can join their team. You can join in this with us to, to help raise money for a worthy cause. Um, we're definitely going to be tweeting out links as we get yes. um, we get closer and closer to the date. But we just wanted to get out there now. Yes. Uh-huh. Melissa, and- Melissa, I'm sending you money. I just couldn't do it on my phone, but I am sending you money. And this is the thing. Um, (laughs) If you want to see us play any certain games. Oh, yeah. Let us know. Let us know. Because after playing more Infinity, there's no way that I'm going to want to sit and play that for more than two minutes. (laughs) So, yeah. Give us, you know, maybe we'll play some like old school Ultimate Alliance, play through both of those games or something. Anything. Anything. But let us know. Yes. Rock Can we roll. mention briefly what it's about? Go right ahead. Yeah. Do you, do you have the details? Me? I don't have the, all the details. No. Jeez. We'll, we'll about. Yeah. I know okay. Melissa wrote a very interesting story about um. Yeah, she her has, she has a, a family member. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, basically go to Melissa's page. Uh, what's her Twitter handle? Lissa she Punch. at Lissa right? Punch at on Punch. Twitter. So go to at Lissa Punch. She's been posting stuff about this all week. And really go on, take a look, and figure out what it's all about. Mm-hmm. And you'll be interested. And uh, Melissa is part of the Misfits team. Yes. Um, so if you're familiar with Stephanie Cook, who's at Hello Cookie on Twitter, um, she also has the information. Um, I believe you could also go to MissFortuneCookie.com and uh, she'll have the information posted there as well. Uh, you could also find her on Facebook if you're if you're friends with her. I know she's been cleansing her list a little bit lately, but perhaps um, she's kept that part public. I don't know. And I mean, by the time you hear this, we'd have retweeted a lot of those links out yeah. anyway. So yeah. that's fine. Yeah. So be on the lookout for that and uh, be on the lookout for the Talking Movies podcast. Um, I believe that their next topic is Gone Girl with uh, Ben Affleck. Ooh. And I'm not uh, David Fincher directing. Yes. Uh, from what I understand, it's very good. It's Rosamund awesome. Pike. It's a really good, really good movie. Did you see it? Yes. Did you read oh, the book? Nice. I read the book first. And then the movie, funnily enough, is better. Which I, I very that rarely say. That's what I felt like would happen mm-hmm. with Fight Club. But I'm not, well, it, had I'm not a, gonna... it had a lot more to say than the book did. Cool. In an overriding sense. That's like, awesome. The book good. made me want to punch I... myself in the face. <laughs> yeah, no, the, the film's better. It is. It's nice. Good. Yeah. Um, so that's the, um, they're uh, at Movies Talking on Twitter. Uh, check out the Valiant podcast. They are at Talking Valiant. And uh, of course, uh, we mentioned them before, but the Misfits. They are at the underscore Misfits. And um, I don't quite remember. I think they did their their favorite comic book characters of all time. Um, and then they have a new podcast as well. I'm actually not 100% on um, what their latest thing was. But I'm sure that it is fantastic because that is all we do around here with the Talking Comics brand. The newest one is Favorite Comic Book Movies, I think. Oh, there you go. That sounds familiar. All right, then. Favorite Comic Book And yeah, they've been, they've been pumping out the podcast, so... 
Uh, definitely follow them. Listen to the show. And uh, yeah, let's do some personal Twitters. Um, if you want to get in touch with us, my personal Twitter is at dead underscore anchorus. Justin? I'm at your oak, J-O-R-O-A-K. Rob? At dusk 1020. Jackie? At Jackie Turner, J-A-C-Q-U-I. And our guest, Mr. Hugh. What is your Twitter handle, sir? I am at H underscore Paz. Ooh, and that's P-A-Z? It is. P-A-Z? P-A-Z. Oh, you're doing the Z today? Because earlier you did Z. Well, you know, I'll do colloquialisms. <laughs> you gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna conform for us. <laughs> yeah, nice football. It begins. P A Z. And of course, if you want to email us, uh, it is a podcast at talkingcomicbooks.com. We will be setting up our own personal email, but until then, use the one we've been using uh, all along, and definitely visit us on the forums. You guys have been blowing up the forums uh, these past couple of weeks, months. It's been awesome uh, seeing everybody getting together and talking about games and commenting on the podcast and whatnot. Um, can't thank you enough for, you know, just bolstering the community and giving us reasons to interact and talk with you awesome people every week. Uh, it's been mm-hmm. fantastic. And uh, yeah, that about does it for the Talking Games podcast. Uh, remember, find us at NYCC this uh, weekend and otherwise we'll be back next week with another show and we're sorry but your princess she's in another castle